Did you know you could pursue a wide variety of interests while you're a medical student? On this week's episode with future Dr. Antoinette Charles, we discuss her experiences getting her master's in public health and with research as she's currently a medical student at Duke University School of Medicine. She also shares more about her interest in orthopedic surgery. And you can't forget our bolus round where we give our rapid fire Q&A and she tells us some of her favorite black owned restaurants in Atlanta. All right, let's jump right into this week's episode of the BMED podcast. Roll the music. So tell us a little bit about how you balance your public health endeavors, your research endeavors with your responsibilities with coursework. And then as you move into rotations as well, where you're actually going throughout the hospital and rotating on the different services. So thankfully, Duke has a great curriculum where we have like a focused preclinical year where we're doing a lot of like book work, anatomy and physiology, going to our like introductory clinical exposure courses and things of that nature. And then we have a very focused second year where it's mostly clinical rotations. And we're pushing through 13 months of doing clinical rotations. Yes, it's a gauntlet. (laughs) It's a challenge, but, you know, I made it through my core rotations, which is nice. So now in our third year, we have an opportunity to do research or pursue another degree. So I'm not necessarily adherent to having to go to clinical rotations as much. Right now, the only clinical commitments that I have is going to a continuity clinic once a week, and it's about four hours. So it's not too taxing. And it's also a nice way for me to continue to build my clinical skills, continue building my patient engagement skills, and also building relationships with residents and faculty members that I work with in clinic. So I actually do enjoy clinic with the time that I do go. And in terms of public health classes, this semester is a little bit challenging because I decided to take a route to graduate early in December. So Mm -hmm. I'm taking seven classes this semester. (laughs) And it is a challenge, but I definitely feel like it's something that I'm actually interested in learning about. So I'm taking a health care reform class that's genuinely interesting and understanding like how we have the current healthcare system right now. And then I'm taking other classes that are like introductory to public health interventions and strategy development, or being able to take classes that are related to understanding policy analyses and how laws and bills are created and things of that nature. So it's nice being able to understand how the system currently works and then how to potentially develop solutions for the system, and then also how to actually advocate those things to policymakers, which is something that I hope to do in the future eventually. That's fantastic. I think as a future physician with such a background, you'll be able to make a lot of changes because people just don't realize the power of our voices and how we can collaborate with stakeholders in the community or stakeholders in government to really make sure that our patients are getting what they need. So I love how you're tying it all together, and I hope that you'll be able to do that more in your future. Can you share a little bit about how you hope to do that, or is there a specific issue you hope to tackle and target in the future as it relates to public health and healthcare, the healthcare system in general? 
That is a good question. I've been exploring a number of different topics. So it initially started off with homelessness and then did a little bit of work in relation to the school to prison pipeline system and understanding how people of color have a lot more disciplinary actions in school and they have a lot more barriers to getting a quality education in their youth years. And then ended up exploring a little bit about like global health and being able to educate providers and then going on to developing my own intervention related to spine. So in terms of an actual interest, I'm still exploring and figuring out what would be my niche. But I think right now it's good for me to keep an open mind while I'm still going through like my clinical training and also my training in public health to explore a lot of ideas. And then eventually after residency, I'll have a better opportunity to know what issues I'll focus on a little bit more. But I'm thinking right now along the path of sports injury prevention. So right now I'm currently interested in orthopedic surgery, as I said earlier, and maybe potentially doing sports medicine in orthopedic surgery as a subspecialty. And being able to see like some of the injuries that happen on the field or on the basketball court is something that I'd be interested in potentially studying or developing interventions towards. But I'm keeping an open mind at the moment. I love that. I love that. I love that you're taking the time to explore and you have time to explore and to keep an open mind and figure out what you like as you go. And your career will be long. As I say, I'm also early career and some of the things I've done previously, I still do some of, and then I do more of other things. So you have a great opportunity ahead to just make such an impact. I'm so excited to see what you're going to (laughs) do. So what do you do outside of medicine to stay grounded or stay balanced? Because as you said, it's a lot of unique opportunities, but it's still a lot of work. Yeah, honestly, I'm a huge, huge advocate for work hard, play harder So I travel a lot. Thankfully this year, we have a little bit more flexibility with the research year outside of like clinicals and our preclinical year. So I'm planning on going to Texas and then after February in March, I'll be going to Miami. And then after that, I'm going to Connecticut. So I've been able to like travel and go places in the country and outside of the country. And I feel like that's something that keeps me grounded. And then in addition to that, on the weekends, I try to do at least like one thing for myself, whether that's going to be like going to a museum, going to bottomless brunch, hanging out with my friends, going to the movies. So I just make sure that I take time for myself because I cannot like just plow through work and continuously work. So I'll easily get burned out. So I try to like make sure that I prioritize self-care once a week, at least. I definitely get a lot of sleep. Sleep is something that I value. (laughs) We need our rest. (laughs) So I do not sell my show short on sleep. If I need a nap, I will take a nap. Or if I feel like sleeping in a little bit later, I do not mind doing that. And then I have a little puppy and she keeps me active. So that's something that helps me also stay grounded and feel loved when I'm lonely or feeling overwhelmed. And then Mm -hmm. I try to get in a few workouts every now and then. Fantastic. I'm glad you have those outlets and, you know, that rule for yourself. And I encourage you to keep that rule, even in residency, when the hours get tougher, just find and carve out some time for yourself as best as you can. And 
as you make that transition, which will be at the next stage for you. Are you interested in taking a deeper dive with Black Med Connect? Then join our Black Med Connector newsletter. Each week, you'll hear more about our guests and go behind the scenes to get a deeper dive into their careers. You will get the professional productivity word of the week, and you'll get to see and learn more about amazing physicians doing wonderful things in entrepreneurship and innovation. So head on over to BMED Connect, bmedconnect.com slash podcast and join the Black Med Connector newsletter. Back to the episode. What advice would you give to a student who may be considering medical school, but may be worried about the transition or if they can really do it? Honestly, I would say explore your options. So something that I wish I did in undergrad was like keep an open mind and explore other opportunities as well, because I was very like focused on getting into medicine and being able to focus on, you know, if I don't go into medical school, I don't really know what I'm going to do because this is the only option that I have. I don't have a plan B. But I think it's nice to be able to give yourself the flexibility to explore other things as well. And then once you explore those things and you come to the realization like medicine is really what I want to do, then ultimately just do it. Like don't let anyone discourage you, even if it takes you taking the MCAT five times like my friend did. She studied for literally like four to five years to be able to pass her MCAT. She did multiple gap years. She did a post-baccalaureate training program. And she finally got into medical school this year and has plenty of interviews. And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, if I don't pass my MCAT within the first three times, then you're never going to go to medical school. But honestly, they consider so much more. They look at your extracurricular activities, the things you're passionate about. How are you contributing to your community? How are you being able to balance handling adversity? So they look at a number of things. And ultimately, it just takes one person to say yes. Even though you may hear no a hundred times, it just takes one person, one school to say yes. And then you're a medical student. So, you know, for me, like I applied and got in my first try, glory to God, he gets all the credit, but I just want to encourage you to know that like, just because you may have not worked out the first opportunity, you may have not gotten the best grades that you wanted. Don't allow these experiences to deter you because ultimately we need people who didn't necessarily have it easy going into medicine because one, you'll be able to understand and appreciate the journey a lot more you'll be able to connect and relate to your patients. So I just want to say like, ultimately, you just have to put yourself out there and just know that no matter your background, no matter your story, no matter the family you come from, whether you have money or not, if this is an opportunity that you want, that you can 100% accomplish it and achieve it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that because Again, adversity is going to hit. So we we need people who are able to face it and be resilient and then ultimately care for patients from diverse backgrounds. Because, again, there's only five percent African-American and black physicians in medicine here in the United States. So we need more representation. And that's what we're here trying to help others see and hopefully pursue the career as well. So now, if you don't mind, we're going to transition into what I like to call the bolus round. And in the bolus round, for those who may not know, 
in medicine, we give a bolus when a person comes to the emergency room and is dehydrated and is very sick or the blood pressure may be low for different reasons. We give them a rapid push of fluids to help support their blood pressure and do all of the other interventions that we need to do for the patient. So this is our rapid fire round of fun questions just to get to know you a little more and to share a little bit of that with our audience. So is that okay with you? Yes, I would love to get in on this bolus round. <laughs> All right, so let's jump right in. So if you had to meet one prominent celebrity or figure from any time, who would you meet for a day for lunch? I would say Oprah would be the person that I would meet just to be able to understand like her journey in pursuing journalism and being able to understand like how she's able to ask these questions and I think she's a huge inspiration for me in terms of how she gives back to her community and how she uplifts others as well and how she mastered the art of storytelling, which is something that I'm really interested in exploring. I love that. Shout out to Oprah. Hope you're listening one day. <laughs> All right. So who is your favorite artist when you are doing a workout? I would say either Meg Thee Stallion or Kendrick Lamar would be my go to for my workout music for sure. Love it. Love it. All right. Butter in your grits or sugar in your grits? Definitely butter. I'm a butter girl. <laughs> <laughs> Who does sugar? I still don't get it. <laughs> Definitely not a southerner. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Favorite vacation destination? Ooh, that is a good one. I would say Japan has by far been my favorite place that I've visited thus far. And I really enjoy the culture, the food, the museums, the shows that I went to. It was just an all around 10 out of 10. And not to mention, they also have like a Disney Tokyo, which is one of the best Disney's that I've ever been to. So I definitely highly recommend that you check out Disney Tokyo and Disney Sea if you end up going to Tokyo or Japan. Love it, love it. And what about, we'll do a few more questions. I have, I have a few more. Favorite Black-owned restaurant, and I'll let you pick from wherever. It doesn't have to be local to Durham, where you are at Duke. Favorite Black-owned restaurant. I would say my favorite Black-owned restaurant that's back at home in Atlanta is called BQE. And the reason why I like it is because, one, they have bottomless mimosas, and they have, like, an amazing DJs. The vibes are always on par. And the best part about this experience is that they have red velvet waffles and chicken so the best food that they have is the red velvet waffles and chicken and they also have like a rum sauce to go on top of it it's just an incredible experience 10 out of 10 highly recommend it if you're in atlanta yes shout out to bqe i love the turkey wings that they have i don't know if you ever got the turkey wings on the menu but during my time at emory i definitely frequented bqe as well so that's an awesome awesome uh, restaurant to choose if you're in the atlanta area my last question is, would you like to rep an organization, any organization that you may like, give them a shout out? An organization? Hmm. Or an initiative, whatever you choose. That is a good question. So I guess I'll rep out my podcast that I do with a few other medical students, scientists, public health specialists, and it's called Let's Talk Reform. And it allows us an opportunity to be able to speak with professors, doctors, lawyers who are all working towards dealing with the school to prison pipeline system and their ways that they've been able to contribute to reform within that field. 
So we're hopefully expanding to health reform soon and just learning how we have people in the current health space being able to do policy work or changes related to improving the healthcare system at the moment. I love that. Can you give us the name one more time? It is called Less Talk Reform. It is available on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts as well, and Anchor. Perfect. So if you guys would like to head over to that show, go ahead and subscribe when you get there and listen to the Let's Talk Reform podcast. I'll be listening because I think the school to prison pipeline is such a major aspect of um, our society that we need to continue to address and continue to tackle. So thank you so much for all you do. What you're doing is phenomenal work. I'm so proud of you as a future physician and a future change maker and a current change maker. So keep up the great work. It's been a joy talking with you. And where can people connect with you on social media or otherwise? I would say definitely feel free to follow me on Instagram or Twitter at simplyant, and it has an underscore at the end. So it's at simplyant underscore. And then you can find me on TikTok at at simplybrdrant underscore. Perfect, perfect. Well, thank you again for your time. And we hope you all have had a great experience listening to future Dr. Antoinette Charles. And like I always say, everyone continue to dream without limits and we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode with future Dr. Antoinette Charles from Duke University School of Medicine. We had a blast on this episode talking all about her wonderful research endeavors as a med student, her interest in public health, and some of those amazing, amazing answers to her questions during the bolus round. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Black Med Connect Podcast, and listen on any podcast platform that you like to listen. Don't forget to share these episodes with anyone you think may be interested in medicine so we can continue to help those who are pursuing their goals. Until next time, always remember to dream without limits. Bye.